Back to throw Fitzpatrick. Throwing high into the air. Got it. Parker, touchdown. What a win for this Miami Dolphin team. Wow. What is up, Dolphins? And welcome to the Drive Time Podcast, part of the Miami Dolphins official podcast network covering your Miami Dolphins. I am your host, Travis Winkfield, and as always, I am here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. And on today's show, some roster news with tendered exclusive free agents, an option declined on a veteran lineman, and some options in free agency and the draft, pro day updates from Clemson and Oregon, the top 100 free agents numbers 21 through 40, and Brian Flores, humble and hungry. All of that and more on this Friday, March the 13th edition of the Drive Time Podcast. That's another Miami Dolphins. And up first on today's show, Thursday, the Miami Dolphins announced exclusive rights free agent tenders on three players that finished the 2019 season very strong. And first, we start with wide receiver Isaiah Ford, who had a career-high 23 catches for 244 yards, and the majority of that production came in December. The final four games of the year for Ford, he caught six, three, five, and seven passes, for a total of 21 catches in those four games and also picked up 235 of his 244 receiving yards in those games. He was also praised by head coach Brian Flores for his leadership and practice habits at the end of last season. Zach Sealer, a defensive lineman who was rewarded to the Dolphins off waivers in week 15 from the Baltimore Ravens, had a massive closeout to the year with plenty of quarterback pressures and hits in that Cincinnati game alone. Sealer had three pressures, one sack and two hurries, seven total tackles, five run stops, which again are tackles within two yards of the line of scrimmage, and two pass breakups. He was utterly dominant on that day, and he does it with length and strength and just overpowering guys like he did in the Patriots game in the season finale, taking an offensive lineman and just walking him right back into the lap of the quarterback, who of course was Tom Brady on that day. And speaking of Tom Brady, the third player on our exclusive rights free agent tender list here is Trent Harris, the outside linebacker slash edge player who goes six foot two, 255, and he got Tom Brady down for a sack in that season finale. Harris last year played in 11 games. He started three of them, had a forced fumble, one and a half sacks, and 22 tackles. And you go back to that sack against Brady, it's a really good dip and rip move, which showcases Harris's ability to kind of bend that arc and get underneath the offensive lineman and work back to the quarterback. He has enough athleticism to do that and enough strength to hold the edge against the run. An exciting arrow up player here for the Miami Dolphins. On the other side of the ledger, the Dolphins declined to pick up the option for veteran center Dan Kilgore's contract, and he will now hit free agency when the new league year opens on Wednesday. There are some options out there to find a potential replacement at the center position. First in free agency, the top center on NFL.com's top 100 free agents list is Ted Karras, formerly of the New England Patriots. This is a smart, tough, durable player. He filled in for David Andrews very well last year in New England. And you definitely want a smart communicator at that center position. And an interesting story about Ted Karras, he was told to not answer every question on the Wonderlick way back coming out of the draft. And he only answered 39 questions and he got 39 of them right. So pretty smart guy up front. As far as the top centers in the draft class, according to the draftnetwork.com, Cesar Ruiz of Michigan is a pure power player, an absolute brawler, throw them out of the club type of guy who can just whip guys around. But he also has the athletic 
athleticism that makes him scheme diverse across gap and man schemes or zone schemes. A good looking player there out of Michigan. He's number 38 overall on the Draft Network's big board. Lloyd Cushenberry out of LSU. He's number 39 overall and the second center on that board. So obviously they had a hard time separating those two guys. He takes terrific angles in the running game, has a great low center of gravity that gives him a very powerful and strong anchor to hold up against pass protection, plays with an exceptional pad level as well, was a big part of that LSU offensive system there in the national championship season. Number three on TDN's centers list, Matt Hennessy out of Temple, an excellent technician and supreme football IQ. He has the mental makeup you want at the center position. He's number 64 overall on the Draft Network's big board. On the topic of the draft, we had some more pro days on Thursday, including Clemson and Oregon, and we start there in Clemson with Isaiah Simmons, the linebacker slash safety slash cornerback slash slot slash edge rusher slash flies the team plane. This guy does everything. He did the bench press at his pro day because he didn't do it in Indianapolis, and that was the only test that he did, and he got 20 reps of 225 pounds, but that actually knocked his relative athletic score, if you recall the podcast from last week with Kent Platt going over the RAS scorecards, it knocked him from a perfect 10 down to a 997. I know, crazy, right? He's the most versatile player in this class, probably ever for my money, at least for as long as I've been scouting players for roughly 10 years now or so. T. Higgins, the receiver there, is thought to be a first-round pick by some. He's number 47 on the Draft Network's big board, but he was a highlight reel catching footballs there at Clemson, plucking balls off of defenders' helmets, a big play threat down the field, excellent at the catch point, really good in contested catches. He ran at his pro day after opting not to run at the combine, and he checked in with a 4-5-4-40 and a 31-inch vert, 123 inches on the broad, and he goes six foot four, 216, a big, big body receiver there at Clemson going in to the NFL. Oregon was on the field for their pro day, and that workout, of course, was spearheaded by the Draft Network's number three overall quarterback and the number 13 overall player, Justin Herbert. You guys know the racket by now on Herbert. Big quarterback, really big arm. He excels in the play-action game, turning his back to the defense and coming back and whipping that football with velocity. He also has the athletic ability to make plays with his legs. And did I mention that arm? There's a video of him on the NFL Network's televised event of the Oregon Pro Day showing Herbert standing flat-footed on his own goal line, his toes facing the opposite goal line on the other end of the field, and he torques his body with no stride or no motion throwing the football and flat-footed he chucks the thing 63 yards powerful powerful arm on the Oregon product and since Herbert did all of this testing at the combine he didn't go through any of it at the pro day in Oregon he just threw on the field drills and I love the draft as much as anybody but first we have to get through free agency and we jump back into part four of our free agency preview we'll get back to this on Tuesday with players one through 20 because we have Channing Crowder coming up on Monday's podcast and you won't want to miss that but we start here today with part four with player number 40 and we'll get all the way down to 21 and then again top 20 on Tuesday's podcast but here number 40 from the Patriots edge slash linebacker Kyle Van Noy long he can do everything in the game in terms of dropping into coverage playing against the run and getting after the quarterback has been the Patriots best pass rusher now in terms of pressures for a few years running he had 60 pressures last year eight sacks nine quarterback hits and 43 hurries and he did that on 464 rushes so a great pass rush percentage in terms of getting home Number 39 on Pro Football Focus's top 100 free agents list is running back Melvin Gordon. We saw Austin Eckler get a contract from the Chargers most recently, and Gordon now might test the market. 
And this is a scheme-diverse back who can go outside, he can go inside, he can contribute in the passing game, had a monster, monster career in college at Wisconsin, which of course got him drafted in the first round, had a breakout season back in 2018, and he has a knack for finding short yardage conversions both down around the goal line and in third or fourth down and short when the offense has to stay on the field. Number 38, receiver Brashad Perriman found resurrection this past year in Tampa Bay. He's a big body receiver with elite speed. That combination, of course, made him a first round draft pick once upon a time. He dropped just one pass on 65 targets last year for the Buccaneers and a quarterback rating of 94.7 when throwing his direction. Perriman should have an interesting market this coming off season. Number 37, tight and Austin Hooper of the Atlanta Falcons who recently announced that they would not have a contract offer for him in place before the free agency window opened up on Wednesday. He's a very solid receiving option as last season was his best as a pro catching six touchdowns, moved the chains 41 times on 75 catches, also piled up 787 yards at an average of 10.5 per clip. He also gives you some flexibility in terms of complementary football in playing the receiving game and helping out in the running game. He can condense down inside and help you as an inline blocker as well. Number 36 on PFF's top 100 free agents is safety Jimmy Ward of the 49ers. 2019 was his best season. He ranked eighth among safeties with an 84.2 overall grade there on Pro Football Focus. He plays some slot, plays some outside, plays some deep safety. Ward was once a first-round draft pick, and you really saw that playmaking ability show up on tape this year for the Super Bowl runner-up, San Francisco 49ers. Number 35 on this list, the Titans running back, Derrick Henry. He was the rushing champ this year, absolutely bowled teams over late in the season and in the playoffs, has a physical brand of football, downhill, can really build the offense around that kind of guy, and he just ran over teams and really helped the Titans get all the way to the AFC Championship game as he really, really got rolling in week 10. His rushing totals from week 10 on, 188, 159, 149, 103, 86, and 211. Then in the playoffs, 182 against the Patriots, 195 against the Ravens, and then the Kansas City loss had 69 yards as the Titans had to pass the ball more in that game. But he ended the regular season with 1,540 yards and 16 rushing touchdowns. In the playoffs in the three games, 446 yards and two rushing touchdowns there as well. Number 34 on the list, defensive interior lineman Leonard Williams, former sixth overall draft pick of the Jets, was recently traded back to the New York Giants. He had 55 total pressures this last year and a pro football focus grade of 81.4 as you really saw the talent that made him the number six pick in the draft. He is long, he is strong, has great athleticism, can cross face and work in the stunt and twist game, just does everything in the middle of a defensive line for you and does it with elite athletic traits on that D-line. Staying on the defensive line, Pittsburgh's Javon Hargrave comes in at number 33 right here, and his PFF grade has improved every single year of his career, and he's a two-facet type of player on the interior line. He can stuff up the run game. He's really virtually immovable as a big body in the middle of that defense. He can play a multitude of fronts, whether it's odd, even, two-man fronts, three-man fronts, four-man fronts, did it all for the Pittsburgh Steelers last year, played 200 more snaps this year than any other year of his career, and had 49 total pressures, and was a top 10 figure among interior defenders in terms of pro football focuses grading. On the interior defensive line for the third straight player, number 32, DJ Reader of the Houston Texans. You want to talk about a true nose tackle, 330 pounds. You plop that guy in the middle of your defense and it's impossible to run between the A-gaps because he eats up blocks for breakfast every single day. He also had a career best PFF grade of 85.5, picked up 36 pressures on the quarterback 
back, so not just a run defender, and in the running game, made 35 run stops, playing over 600 snaps for the Texans defense last year. Number 31, a safety, Trey Boston, who's bounced around a little bit, but been a very productive player in his career. 11 interceptions, 16 pass breakups over the last three years. You see the playmaking ability and the ball skills. He tracks it very, very well on that back end and definitely fits the role of a single high free safety. Number 30 on Pro Football Focus's top 100 free agents list, tight end Eric Ebron had a big, big year back in 2018, his first with the Colts. He was once the 11th pick in the draft by the Detroit Lions, but you go back to 2018, 74 grabs, 827 yards, and 14 touchdowns. Just massive, massive production from the tight end position. He's still in his prime at 27 years old, and he's really an elite seam buster up the middle at the tight end position. Number 29 on the list, safety ha-ha Clinton Dix. He began his career with the Packers, moved to Washington, and most recently last year was with the Chicago Bears. Former first-round draft pick, might have had his best year of his career last year with the Bears, played 1,066 snaps, and had good grades in both run defense and coverage, as well as overall. In coverage, he allowed just a passer rating of 69.2 on balls thrown in his direction. He made 15 run stops and had 65 total tackles on the season. Number 28 on this list, defensive interior slash edge, plays everywhere on the defensive line from the 49ers, Eric Armstead. And if you watched the Super Bowl this year, you saw how much of a monster this guy was. And he was that way throughout the course of the entire season. He has extreme length at six foot seven, 292 pounds, but his wingspan spans from the Atlantic Ocean all the way to the Gulf Coast across the entire state of Florida. First round draft pick back in 2015, and he picked up 73 pressures last season, 13 sacks, 10 hits, and 50 hurries on the quarterback. Also pitched in with 42 run stops, almost doubling his previous high of 23 in 2018. So arrow up on Eric Armstead, the number 28 player on this pro football focus list. Number 27, we stay in the Bay Area with wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders, who gave that 49ers passing offense a bit of a boost midseason when he got traded from the Denver Broncos. He's one of the best slot receivers in the game. He gives you elite speed from that slot position, fantastic route running. He can even go out wide and play a perimeter spot anywhere on your offense. Veteran that understands route running, understands leverage, understands coverage, just a true pro in Emmanuel Sanders. Number 26 on this list is edge rusher from the Jaguars, Yannick Ngakwe. And you want to talk about pass rush production. Few guys do it better than Ngakwe has in Jacksonville. Since he arrived back in 2016, he had 47 pressures that year, 82 in 2017, 64 pressures in 2018, and 51 pressures last year. He's never gone below 700 reps as a pro. And that's due in large part to the fact that he plays both facets of the game, both the run and the pass. And he always does well to get the football out. 14 career force fumbles in just four years for Ngakwe. Number 26 on this list. Check that. Number 25 on this list. Edge Shaquille Barrett of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers staying at the same position. Had a breakout season last year. Was a 2014 undrafted free agent of the Denver Broncos. He goes six foot two, 250. And he had major production for the Buccaneers last year with 82 pressures. 20 of those were sacks. 18 hits and 44 quarterback hurries. And what gets lost in his major production last year was that he was a good player throughout the course of his career with Denver since 2015, getting green grades on his overall defensive grade each year so far as a professional. Number 24 on the list is guard Joe Tooney of the New England Patriots. And this guy is a consummate professional that almost never misses a snap. He played 1,140 snaps last year and allowed just one sack, earning an elite pass blocking grade of 87.4. 
barely topping his 2018 pass blocking grade of 85.3. Here's his season stat totals in terms of snap counts. We talked about 1304 last year, 1371 in 2018, 1354 in 2017, and 1354 again his rookie year in 2016. Doesn't miss games, doesn't miss snaps there for the Patriots offense. Number 23 on this list is Devin McCourty staying in New England, the safety. He made five interceptions last year. That was second among all safeties and he plays every position on that New England defense. Combining defensive line and box snaps, he played over 400 in that regard, 98 snaps in the slot, and 466 as your single high deep safety off the football. And we talk about green and blue grades here on Pro Football Focus. You have to go back to 2011 for the last time McCourty did not have a green or a blue grade. He also has three individual seasons with grades better than 90 on Pro Football Focus. One of the best safeties in the recent history of the game. Number 22 on this list on the offensive line, and that's where we'll finish at 21 as well, is guard Brandon Scherf from Washington. The 2015 first round draft pick might hit the market, might get tagged. We'll see what happens. Scherf, like Joe Tooney, allowed just one sack all season, and he's a consistent run blocker and pass blocker. He really moves guys off the football as a true road grader at that right guard position, a true power player that just has elite traits in both aspects of the game. And we finish up here with number 21 on Pro Football Focus's top 100 free agents available with Jack Conklin, the right tackle from the Tennessee Titans. He finished 12th among tackles last year on his Pro Football Focus grade at 78.3. He was fifth in run blocking, so a true road grader off the edge out there as well. He can really get into space. He can really displace guys off the football, and he's good at getting on the upfield shoulder and angling guys out of the particular gap. According to Pro Football Focus, he was number six on zone runs and number 14 on man gap runs. So scheme diverse really blows guys off the football. That's 21 through 40. We've now covered 80 of the players on this list. On Tuesday's podcast, we'll have one through number 20 for you guys because on Monday we have Channing Crowder. But to finish up this edition of the Drive Time Podcast part of the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network, I want to talk about the story up on MiamiDolphins.com as well as the video that you can find on any Dolphins channel, whether it's our YouTube channel, MiamiDolphins.com, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you look, go check out Humble and Hungry, the Brian Flores story. And I wrote an article up on MiamiDolphins.com that tracks Flores and this incredible journey he's taken from Brooklyn, New York, and the neighborhood of Brownsville. And that environment, those people that were around Brian Flores there in Brownsville really helped shake the shape the character and the man that we know today as the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. And he says himself, quote, you've got to be tough to grow up here, referring to Brownsville, New York. And so Flores loaded up with some of the Dolphins social media team and Dolphins personnel to go back to Brownsville and to film a short documentary film. It's about 16 and a half minutes. You guys can find it again anywhere the Miami Dolphins post on social media, on the official site or on YouTube. And it wasn't just the environment that Flores talks about that really helped shape him into who he is, about the people that were around him, including his mother, his wife, and his high school football coach who really thinks of Brian Flores as a son. And I really don't want to spoil too much of it with the quotes from the article and especially from the video, which is just so well done. A fantastic five-star video that was shot on a rainy day there in Brooklyn. But Flores talked about his mother, how she was extremely tough and stern, but he always knew that they that she loved him and his brother. There was never a doubt about that in his mind. And that's kind of where Flores shaped his personality, his temperament, what makes him a good football coach here with the Miami Dolphins to get tough, smart, disciplined players because... 
That's what he knows and that's who he is. And he wants to be the genuine article, which in this video, you quickly learn where he came from and how he got developed into the man that he is. But Brian's wife, Jenny, talked about the best coach he ever had, who was Brian's mother. She said, quote, I think he learned to be a coach from her. Brian knew that his mom wanted what was best for him. And I think that's what he's taking with him into his role here in Miami and being a head coach with his players. And that quote really resonates because... You go back to his honoring at the YMCA back up in the Boston area when Devin McCourty, Matt Slater, as well as Rob Ninkovich presented the award to Brian Flores for the integration initiative that he was part of there in the New England area. And Flores, or Slater rather, talks about Flores' impact on guys and how although he's very, very demanding, all that demand comes from a place of love because he truly does want what's best for his players and he knows what's best and he knows how to get those guys to get the very best out of themselves and what they can become. And so Flores' final message on this video I thought was the best part of the entire thing when they asked him, what do you want people to take away from your story? And he kind of hesitated for a little bit because he's not the type of guy to really heap the praise on himself. He's always going to deflect like a true leader does, but this message should resonate with anybody out there, football or otherwise, because it's so true in life that you can be what you want to be if you're willing to work for it. And Flores is a walking image of that exact idea. Quote, it doesn't really matter where you're from or what your situation is. If you do what you're passionate about and you have support, it goes so far. I don't think people really understand how impactful they are keep working, keep striving, keep trying to be the best version of yourself and then pay it forward. It's only a success story if we help other people have success, end quote. How can you not love that from the head coach of your football team? Just a great football coach and an even better man. So go check out the documentary film on MiamiDolphins.com or socials, wherever you get them. Humble and Hungry, the Brian Flores story. I promise you're going to want to run through about 60,000 walls after you watch this film. Okay, that's a good stopping point for today's episode. And I think we should go ahead and just throw one quick note in here about the coronavirus. Just want to say everybody out there, please stay safe. Please take the proper precautions to keep yourself safe and those around you as we can all do our part to stay safe during this scary time and this pandemic that has really dominated the headlines for the last couple of days and couple of weeks now. All right, let's go ahead and close up this edition of the Drive Time Podcast. You all, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast from. Go ahead and follow me on Twitter at WingfieldNFL. Follow the Dolphins at Miami Dolphins. Check out the Fish Tank and the Audible podcast, and of course, MiamiDolphins.com, and Humble and Hungry, the Brian Flores story. Monday, Channing Crowder, going to chat with me one-on-one, a long interview with the Dolphins former linebacker. Don't miss that. Until next time, fins up. Fins up. Fins up.